my friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store. Happy Wednesday. It's our second week of Monday, Wednesday, Friday shows, and we are loving getting to bring y'all so many great conversations, even more. I love hearing your excitement about all these shows coming your way. And tour starts tomorrow. That sounds fun. Tour starts tomorrow. I can't believe it. Before we dive into today's show, let me take a quick moment to tell you about one of our incredible partners, BetterHelp. Y'all know how I feel about counseling. I just believe it really matters for us to prioritize our mental and emotional health. If there are things going on that are causing you to feel stuck or that are interfering with your health and happiness, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can then connect with in a convenient, safe, and private online environment. I love that you can send your therapist a message anytime and that you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can start communicating within 24 hours. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It really matters to the team at BetterHelp that they facilitate great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. That matters to me. And you can also check out the testimonials posted daily on their site to help you get a feel for how it all works and how it's helping people. BetterHelp offers services for clients all over the world, and they have therapists that specialize in so many different disciplines, which means that the right help is available for what you're dealing with. There are licensed professional counselors who specialize in things like depression, grief, stress, self-esteem, family stuff, anxiety, gosh, all sorts of topics. It's not self-help and it's not a crisis hotline, but BetterHelp offers convenient, professional, affordable counseling and anything you share is confidential. I want you to start living a healthier life today. So as one of my friends, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over 1 million people and a lot of our friends who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. I'm really excited about today's episode because my friend Sam Collier, who you may know from his book, A Greater Story, that came out last summer, or maybe his Greater Story with Sam Collier podcast, those are all ways you might know him, but did you know that Sam is now the lead pastor of Hillsong Atlanta? It's a really interesting time to start leading a new Hillsong church. And Sam and I jump right on in. We ain't messing around. I want y'all to hear the kind of leader Sam is and what God is doing in the church. And so I called him. They started church on Sunday was their first Sunday meeting. We recorded this the day before that. So you're hearing us talk right before their church launched, but it launched over the weekend. So here's my conversation with Pastor Sam Collier. Oh, I like saying pastor. Sam Collier, let's jump in. Let's just two feet. We're going all the way in. Everybody already knows we're friends. Happy Wednesday. Right. 100%. We are here. I can't believe I made it. This is like, I feel like Steph Curry drafted into the NBA. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, I hope you're Steph Curry. I hope you're the, the Steph Curry of Christianity. Steph Curry's the Steph Curry of Christianity. No, no. This is what happens when you come on Annie Downs' show. You get drafted. You didn't know where this was going. You thought I was talking about Hillsong. I'm, I'm talking about you. Oh. This is what happens when you cross over and the Lord says, hey, it's, it's time to go to another level. I'm calling Annie. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you why, why you needed to be here today. You and I have shared life for seven or eight years. Yeah. And you're walking into an incredible new season at a wild time. It's unbelievable. So let's start with where you are and then we'll back up. You are just planted this weekend. You started the Hillsong Atlanta campus in the middle of Hillsong having an incredibly challenging time as a global church. 100%. And talking to friends about it is something that I want to do. Oh, and, this is why, and this is why I was like, man, yeah, me and Annie, we're getting ready to go here. And I'm excited about it. Yes, we are planting in one of the in one of the most difficult seasons. Yes. For Hillsong. Um, Pastor Brian has never been, um, I think, more wounded. Mm-hmm. You know, if I were to use that word, um, he's very strong, still yeah. leading with vision, still amazing, still doing everything that he does. And you know, Hillsong globally is still, a, you know, it's a force. It's everywhere. Absolutely. It's, you know, 100 countries. It's 
and everything is they're amazing. But he has I mean, he's been honest with us just about how how tired, how tiresome it's been. They've never had a moment like they had in New York in the history of the organization. And um, and it just went on and on and on. It sparked this media frenzy um, of New York reporters just. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it happened in New York where everything is. And so everybody's just like, boom, boom, boom. And um, so it's been a journey and it's been an encouraging thing for me um, to to kind of bear the weight of the responsibility, which nobody asked me to, of encouraging them mm. and letting them know that God right, is still on the throne and he's still working and this church is still strong and God is doing amazing things. And, and even telling the stories of the people that are so excited in Atlanta about this church. For me, it's been a, an honor to step into one of these, one of the most difficult moments of the church to say, listen, God is still here and people still love Hillsong and it's still a great church. So we, I mean, I, I'll start there. I know that's the preamble, but we can, <laughs> we can jump around and go where you want to oh, go. Oh, because here's all the places we're going to go. We've got that. I'm not done. We've got that. We've got, you're a young black man planting a church in a, a city that I grew up in. So I can say is historically have a lot of problems with race. Yeah. Also, you're a really well-known leader in the church at North Point, which is now a competing church with the church you're planting. <laughs> if churches are competing, are churches competing? Is that how this feels? Um, Not with me and Andy. I'll give you the whole backstory to that in a second. Okay. But, you know, all of my close relationships of people, you know, I, I do believe, you know, everyone has been celebratory. And I'll just, I'll just, let's just go. We're, we're let's jumping go. in. Yeah. Right. So I was at North Point for years, eight years to be exact. And before I was at North Point, I was at a church called Newbirth, uh, which you know about because you're from here. 25,000 member African-American church. I mean, in the black Mecca right, of the South. And that's where I, you know, I grew up in that. And so... You've literally led in the Black Mecca Church of Atlanta and the White Mega Church of Atlanta. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's wild, which is, which we'll get to, to this in a second, but it's, which is one of the reasons why I believe, you know, people have just rolled with us so hard, even with all the media stuff. One, it's the South. Hillsong isn't here. So there's not really a history, but also it's, well, if Sam and Tony are saying that we can trust then we trust and we love y'all and yeah, let's roll. And so it's been, the momentum has been crazy. By the time this comes out, you know, we've got 3,000 people registered, right? Oh for my gosh. <gasps> like, uh, it's Sam. I know, we, like, we're recording this before this weekend, but it's 3,000 people that are registered for this and that's just registered. That's so registered. <laughs> We don't know who's going to show up. We got three services. The building only. Where are y'all meeting? We're meeting in a club. Club opera. You, oh, I knew this. I knew this. I used to dance at opera. I used to love that club. <laughs> I used to. Now, do you want to qualify dance or do you? I mean, it's a club called opera. I think everyone knows <laughs> what I mean. I'm not doing ballet. I mean, our friends and I used to go like. Dancing at that club. We're in opera. It only I fit. I cannot believe that. Tony, your wife is Tony, who's co-pastoring with you. Tony told me that when I saw her at If Gathering, and I lost my mind that they turned that club into a church. Well, it's still a club, but it's a church on Sunday. You're lying. So you can go on Saturday night and still dance and hang out and on Sunday morning go to church? You can go on Saturday night and spend time with 50 Cent. Uh-huh. Or two chains. I wish 50 Cent would have been there when I was there. I don't think he was ever there at the same time as me. That would have been the dream. Or T.I. and then Sunday. Sam Collier. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So tell me what that feels like to be leading at opera, to be leading 3,000 plus believers and spiritually curious people at a really well-known nightclub in Atlanta. Yeah, I, I think the nightclub has worked to our advantage. Yeah. Because, and this was funny, we did like a couple of worship nights. We did one with Natalie Grant, your friend. Yeah, Natalie yeah. And, and Mac Brock did one with us. Oh, and some Mac, others. yes. There were so many people that, hey, I'm going to be there, but 
I cannot stand in the left corner. And I'm like, what the, I, there's too many memories. Right. <laughs> sure. Sure. And they're, they're BC days. And so I think it's, it's worked to our advantage because people know where it is. They love the venue, but now God is kind of redeeming the meaning of what it means to be at now the Atlanta event center, formerly known as opera and, and God's doing a work. And so it's interesting. The guy who runs opera, I won't tell his name, but he's from Vegas. Uh-huh. And he's the new kind of owner. And so he's he's coming to put in this LED. I mean, he's made it Vegas. He used to run Dre's out in Vegas. So that's his life and all of that. And we had we did some we did some with Andy Minio, and it was his first time experiencing kind of a church thing. Yeah. And he was like, this is not a church. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a movement. What are y'all doing? Like, and he was like, I thought, and I thought Drake sung coming in hot. I didn't know that was a Christian. Right. One of the most viral songs on TikTok is a Christian uh, rap artist. Yeah. 100%. So for him, it's it's amazing to see people that don't have a context for church experiencing this type of church and going, I didn't know church could be this. Wait a minute. So it's 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 really redeeming. I mean, it's four clubs on the street. Yeah. So on Sunday night when we'll be having service again, we'll have one in the morning, one at night. There will be all types of clubs happening, gay clubs, straight clubs. I mean, everything on that street at the same time that we're having church. So the mission field is. Do you love that, though? Like that just like makes my heart blow up. That feels like exactly what we're supposed to do. Yes, it's somebody asked me, you know, um, when we were looking for buildings, it was easier to get them in the suburbs. And they were like, hey, why don't you play here? Why don't you go here? Why don't. And I said, man, I just, it would be easier. And there are families out in the suburb, but but we really feel like God is calling us to the heart of, of Midtown, downtown, right in the core of what Atlanta is. And if we're honest, every mega church in Atlanta is not in Atlanta. None of them are, right. I mean, Buckhead, maybe. Buckhead's probably the closest, but. Buckhead's the closest, Alpharetta. It's all around, but nobody necessarily, besides Ebenezer. Yeah. is in the city. And so we really felt like God was calling us, you know, calling us there, which takes me back to your question about competition in churches. And so when we talk about this idea of Andy Stanley, right, I'm there for eight years and I really wanted to do it with Andy. I mean, Andy Stanley changed my life. You know, he changed my, my, my wife's wife. I mean, he changed our life so much. Again, Tony had to step back from the co-pastor role because he just got this two book deal yeah. with Thomas Nelson. Yeah. And she's going on with women. And, and it's like, wait, can I do this? And I said, okay, wait, wait. <laughs> you're not just a, like, you're not just going to be the pastor's wife. You got to go and be everything. But that's all a result of Andy Stanley and what he did in our lives. And so I didn't want to leave him at all. And you know how much Andy did for, and so for two years, me and him had this conversation about, this church in the city and all these other things. And I'll just be, I'll just be honest with you. Right. Because I grew up black, Pentecostal black, fire from heaven, spirit, like miracle signs, wonders, prophecy, all of that. And then I went over to North Point, which was different. And I needed. (laughs) Yeah. North Point's a little different than that. Yeah. It's different. Right. Let's just call it that. Something happened to me and the Pentecostal started coming back. And I started to become two different people. And I would be one way at North Point to respect the house. And then I was somebody else on the road. I was doing altar calls and laying hands on people and having prophetic words. Yeah. And respect the house, I would come back. And so I said, man, I, I, I can't keep living these two. I got to. And so me and Andy started discussing. And Andy actually said to me after two years, he said, Sam, I believe that God's going to do something great through you. But I think that in order for you to get this specific vision that you want out, it's going to fit under another house better. And he celebrated that. He said, I, I love it. He said, because what you're doing is a specific thing. We don't do that. And, you know, and it's not a knock to it, but we've got a different kind of structure that we, but you, you need to go find your tribe. And had he not said that to me, I would have never left him. I just, <laughs> I would have been at his house begging for like, no, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do, please. And he, and he celebrated me. And then obviously the Hillsong thing happened, which we can talk through that story later. And so I actually sat on his porch before I accepted 
the invitation that Ryan gave to us because we were going out there to do a partner church, didn't know they would invite us in. It was a lot. And I sat on Andy's porch and said, hey, what do you think about this? You know, would you mind if I did this? And he said, well, I knew that we're going to be here one day, but I'm just glad I know who the pastor's going to be. Wow. And celebrated me through that entire journey. And has been, he's coming to preach third week or fourth week here. I mean, it's just, the story is just unbelievable. He never ceases to impress me with how he, with his leadership. But having such a clear vision, because there's Passion City in Atlanta that's Louis Giglio, that's also a friend of his. Hillsong with you. I mean, just the fact that all, all of you men and women that are leading in that city are modeling for other cities Hey, look, we aren't all trying to be at opera. We're not all trying to be in Alpharetta. We're not all trying to be in Buckhead. Like one of the things we say here a lot, Sam, and I think you may have, we, you've been at Crosspoint a lot, but one of the things that Nashville churches talk about is if everyone we were praying for got saved, there aren't enough chairs in every church of Nashville to seat them. And so we can't, we can't just need people at Crosspoint because we want bigger revival than Crosspoint revival. I want Nashville revival. Right, and God has called different people to different expressions and different expressions will attract other people and different people need different things to, to come to Christ and to really understand. I think for, for those that are um, a little bit more intellectual in their understanding, they need a much more experiential approach to supersede their intellect. So when it's, well, this doesn't make sense. And I listened to this podcast and I read this and this is the Da Vinci code and all these other things. And then you lay hands like, whoa, the power, he's real. Yeah. <laughs> and then those that are more feelers sometimes need the intellect a little yes. bit more. Yeah. To go, this is what I'm feeling, but okay, theologically, this is, which is what I needed. After I came out of new birth, I was like, man, I, I got it, but I need something else because, and, and you know, the church I was at went through a massive scandal and dropped from 25000 down to 3000 in a year. And so for me, coming out of that, I needed the complete opposite to trust the church again. Right. And so to your point, you know, it, it's enough space for everybody. Now, I'll be honest, because it's me and you, it's Andy Downs, it's podcast, it's, we're already there. Not every church thinks this way. That's right. I have experienced that. <laughs> Just in, you know, these past kind of six or seven months that we've been planning this, you know, not everybody has been excited, but... You know, one of the things that they encouraged me with out of Australia is, you know, we don't want to back into a city. We want to come through the front door. Wow. And, wow. and so they've encouraged me to even lean in in moments where I didn't want to lean in because I'm like, you're my personal friend. And wait a minute. Wait, what happened? Like, wait. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, to your point, I think everybody should think the way that you think because there's so much space. There's so much space and there's so many people that don't know God that need a different thing and that need to do. So anyway. I'm reminded of when that part where Jesus says that the true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. And when you said, if you're hurt by a spirit church, and we want every church to be both, but if you're hurt by a church that leans on spirit, go to a church that leans on tradition and truth. Like I have friends moving to Anglican and moving to Catholic and kind of going the way of historical uh, liturgical church because of the experience they've had in more spirit led churches. So you're, I think that's a beautiful point. When you signed up for this seven, eight months ago, I want to know about the moment where you knew it was a yes. Like what's that moment where you thought, because you couldn't have known. I mean, a few years ago, working at North Point, you and Tony lived at the Atlanta baseball stadium and were hosting parties there and hosting events there. When was the yes, the yes for Hillsong? How'd you know? So did not want to plant a church at all. I wanted to do everything I could to never plant a church. Huh. <laughs> and I'm going to say this, and I'm preaching to the choir with this, and, and because you know this so well, it's like, I was living the, and obviously not the same, but the Annie Downs sip like kind of life. Yeah, yeah, you were. You were free. You were a freelancer. Yes. Doing lots of stuff. Doing my thing, excited, podcast, had my first book deal with Baker. I was preparing for the book tour, traveling, speaking at church. Now, this is before the pandemic, but 
I mean, just on fire. Like, this is what I want to do with my life. Yeah. Working with organizations like Global Leadership Summit and Orange Conference and Catalyst Conference and version and all. And I was just, I was loving, and, my, and Tony as well, I was loving um, serving the global church mm. and really feel a call, still feel a call to the global church. But as we were on our travels and as we were running and as we were serving the global church, Tony walks in one day and she says, we don't have a home. <laughs> and wow. I said, I know. And obviously we were at North Point, but right. what, what she meant by home was, and here's what was happening to me. I was watching Andy Stanley in the morning and T.D. Jakes at night. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. That had become my life because for me, I'm like, man, I need everything that Andy is saying, but I also need to hear the gospel through a specific lens as it pertains to me being African-American and being American. And I needed both. And so what she meant by that is that we were kind of, you know, our foot was kind of in everything. And it was like, man, where, where can we go? How do we fit? Like, I've come from this. And my, my thing with North Point, even as we were talking through partnerships, like, I'm, you know, one of my biggest problems is I've tasted too much. I've been in churches that had fire. I've been in churches that did like, and I see the beauty in it all. I'm, I grew up in Decatur on the black side. And then, I, right, I was in Alpha. I was just like, ah, so we're kind of this weird thing. And so what we started doing, Annie, we started going, well, if we don't have a home, maybe we can help somebody build the exact home that we need, a church that speaks to our specific issues yes. in a natural way a church that's, that's pursuing multiculturalism, that loves this, that has a little bit of CCM, a little bit of gospel, a little bit of spirit, a little bit of organization, the theologically sound. So we started meeting with churches all around the country, right? Right before me and Andy kind of had our last two-year dialogue going, maybe we can help you or maybe we can help you. This is just trying not to plant a church. <laughs> I mean, I considered moving to Vegas at one time. Oh, with Judd or something? Yes, me yeah. and Judd. <laughs> of course. I talked John, like I was me and New Spring had a dialogue. Like, I mean, I was we were talking to everybody. Um, and it was just, man, I leaving Atlanta, what does that mean? Everybody just kind of had their other things that they were doing, and we were kept trying to make people become exactly what and then after the combo would like well, right before the combo went, we said, Man, I think we're gonna have to build it. Mm. And I don't want to. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> And the Lord said to me, well, if you don't, who will? And it was a pressure-filled moment. It was an agony. I mean, I was just, I just wrestled with the Lord. I'm like, oh, he's like, I know you got your dream, but what about mine? Dude. And he starts to like, you can keep a greater story, but, but I got something else. I've wired you to create. So we're, we're in that. And then racial unrest happens at an unprecedented level. And that continues to add. And the Lord's like, I've uniquely designed you, positioned you, exposed you to all types of worlds to build this. And your wife needs a home. So we need to figure out, <laughs> yeah. we need to figure out what we're doing. And uh, obviously the combo with Andy was happening. And after he released me, we didn't want to do it alone. We started trying to figure out well, what is that? What is a church body or a church family that kind of has the, the, the closest kind of structure for us to kind of innovate on and within? I mean, we met with a lot of different organizations and I won't, I won't name these because yeah. these were really close and conversations, sure. but churches, you would know black churches, some big, big black churches, big yeah. white churches, big all these other things. And when we walked in Hillsong, it felt like the spirit just said, we literally, it was a Christmas service. We looked at each other and we were like, this is it. Really? This is where God is called. Because we had been to great churches. Yeah. But something crazy happened when we walked in Hillsong, LA, and it just felt like home. Didn't know anybody. Wow. And you weren't moving to LA. No. Right. <laughs> so it's also not like, we're. this is going to be our church. It just was like, oh, this is the DNA we've been looking for. Yes. This exact DNA, this Hillsong DNA does not currently exist in the city where we live. 100%. And said to ourselves, I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know how we're going to get connected. Maybe we can just do a part. We don't know anybody at Hillsong. 
Yeah. I mean, no, any, no relationship. Wild. And so you know what I did? I called Brad Lominick. Well, of course. <laughs> listen, who are we going to... Listen, I've made about six calls to Brad this year trying to get connected with people. Brad knows. I said, this is a long shot because, I mean, everything I know about Hillsong, they plant from within. Yeah. It's not really an outsider thing. I'm like, they don't know me. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe we can just be a partner because they have kind of the DNA. And, and uh, Brad said, I mean, I'll make... You know, I'll call. He's like... And he was like, you need to be direct. You need to be Hillsong Church. I said, Brad, I don't think that's going to happen. Hey, friends, just interrupted this conversation real quick to tell you about one of our amazing partners, Rothy's. We are halfway through 2021. Can y'all believe that? The year is flying by. And one thing that none of us have time for is uncomfortable shoes. And that's where Rothy's comes in. Rothy's surveyed thousands of customers. And the number one word used to describe their shoes is comfy. Well, I 100% agree with this. But what makes Rothy's so good is their unique seamless design is insanely comfortable. And the moment you put them on, it is the best, y'all. Their styles are sustainably made with materials like plastic water bottles. Y'all know I love that. They're fully machine washable and available in tons of shapes, styles, and colors. So you can always find the right one for you. My Rothy's Camo Cat sneakers are some of my favorite shoes to wear. I love that they're easy to slip over my heels. They're cute and casual, and they're just so comfortable. Pop Sugar named Rothy's the most comfortable and cute flats that you'll never tire of wearing. And I always love hearing from real life customers. Lisa L said, these shoes are like walking on clouds. Yes, Lisa, I agree. And Julie A said, there's no break-in period, no blisters, just pure comfort. Honestly, y'all, it's no wonder Rothy's best-selling shoe, The Point in Black, has over 5,000 near-perfect reviews. Upgrade your closet with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags from Rothy's. Plus, they just launched men's shoes, so make sure to check them out for you or the guy in your life. And head to rothys.com slash soundsfun to find your new favorites today. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash soundsfun. And now back to my conversation with Pastor Sam. Are there other black pastors globally for Hillsong right now? So I'm the first. Oh, my gracious. Well, that almost makes me teary. I'm so proud to be your friend. That's incredible. They have Hispanic yeah. pastors and Indian, but no no, no African-American. So it's not even like there's this precedent that in certain cities they, you know, I mean, there's no precedent to being forward, faith forward about having a racially diverse pastors. Right. Well, I mean, they love it, right? Sure. And London, Hillsong London is probably the most diverse church in the world. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And obviously they've got the Latin America campuses and all that that's extremely diverse. But, you know, so they celebrate diversity, but having a specific ministry that's focused on racial reconciliation and the political divide that exists in our country and our nation today, nobody besides maybe what New York was doing is... <laughs> Was extreme was focused kind of on bridging that you know bridging that gap and uh, so we so I called Brad and and Brad just calls Brian Houston he calls Darren Kiddo who is <laughs> Brian Houston's right hand right yeah. you got Darren Kiddo you got Gary Clark right you got George Agajanian if I said that right Phil Dooley but those are kind of like kind of the statesmen right the people and call, he calls Darren Kiddo who runs the Hillsong Network. And the Hillsong Partner Churches and Hillsong Channel and da, 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 da. right. And he's like, "Hey, you know, I, Sam wants to plant a church. I think you, you should consider him for Hillsong family." And off of Brad's word, next thing I know, I'm in a text thread with Darren Kiddo. You're like, "This is moving very fast, everyone." <laughs> and I'll just be honest, and Darren will laugh at this, right? I'm texting, and it seems like we're in kind of like a where Where's Waldo kind of like text relationship. Uh-huh. I didn't understand until later. They were really trying to figure out how serious I was, you know, because I'm from the outside. So sure. it's like, yeah, we let anybody in. And so our text messages for about three months sounded a little something like this. Hey, when would you like to meet about Hillsong, like family partner churches, golf picture? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe he doesn't want to. And so I'm like, Great picture. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is awesome. And then another two weeks. Hey, maybe I'll try a different approach. So how's golf going? 
Uh, right. Let me bring up the thing you just texted me about two months ago or two weeks ago. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's great. Had another da 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 da. I'm like, all right, cool. Another two weeks. Hey, so when do you think you want to talk about? And he's like, Sam. He's like, uh, oh, yeah, we got to get with Brian. I hit you back. And I was like, all right, cool. This went on for six months. What's the Lord doing in you this whole time? What God is doing in me is we had just kind of within that time, we had walked into, again, we had that experience within Hillsong. Yeah. And the Lord settled my heart. And I said, this is where we, like, this is where we're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I told Aaron one day, you know, about this moment. And I said to him, if I got to wait a year, I'll wait a year because this is where the Lord says we need to be. Wow. And then it's like he it started clicking, right? He's like, great. Right? I mean, then, yeah. then it went from golf pictures to let's figure out meeting times and we'll yeah. be here. And, wow. But it took a year. So we set a meeting with Brian Houston because within the Hillsong world, he has to sit with everybody before. Yeah. And, he, and he's praying and he's like, what is God saying? He wants to be in person with you. Yeah. And so within this kind of six month period, we set a meeting date for March, 2020. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> And Brian gets stuck in Australia because COVID-19 happens. Right. And we have to wait another, and this is going to blow your mind. We have to wait another three months for him to get permission to get out of Australia with the, from the prime minister. Oh, my gosh. And he lands in L.A. And they set a meeting for us to meet with him in L.A. a week into Black Lives Matter summer 2020. Oh my gosh, right. When, right after George Floyd, when everything got so after George, loud. In yeah. the middle of George Floyd, he gets in LA and they say, hey, yeah, let's do it now. So we're flying into LA and riots are happening on the street and protests are in the street. And Brian asked me at dinner, so what kind of church do you want to plant? Wow. And I'm telling him I want to plant a church that addresses the conditions of the country that we're in. And as I'm telling him this, people are protesting. (laughs) Like outside the window, you're like, "Uh, we're having sushi out there. I want a church that they want to come to. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. And and it was just supposed to be a Hillsong family church. I don't think I know the difference. Can you explain the difference? So a Hillsong family church is essentially like a North Point partner church. So it's, you get the logo of Hillsong, you get to be affiliated, but it's an autonomous church that has a name of its own. Got it. Okay. So I had a greater story. The, the name of the church is going to be Story Church, Hillsong Family. And so we were just going out there to be approved for that because in my mind, like they don't accept outsiders into like to plant direct. So he says to me after I'm kind of telling him, he's like, I really do feel like you're, <laughs> this is what the Lord is saying the world needs. It's fine for us to do Hillsong Family if you want to do it. So me and Tony get up, go to the restroom. I'm excited. Yeah, you're like, I'm that's like, it. <laughs> yeah, Brian said yes. Yeah. I'm like, whoo, whoo, huh. Okay, it's December 2020. So we walk back out and sit down at the table. And he says, so how deep do you want to go? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, what is yeah. this? He's like, do you want to be like direct? Do you want to be a Hillsong Church? And Ben, his son, says, this never happens. Uh-uh. And I'm like, you mean like Hillsong Atlanta? Is that what you're talking about? And he's like, yeah. I mean, he said, it's up to you. You can do Hillsong Atlanta or you can do Hillsong Family. But I think the type of church that you want to do, we need in what we're doing. Oh, wow. And I just, I'm like, well, I mean. Well? <laughs> uh, well, Brian, I don't know. What are you talking about, Hillsong Atlanta? Do I want to be a part of the most well-known global church in the world? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. Probably. And you're going to let me talk about You're going to let me do, like, you know, he had me hello. I said yes that day, but he was like, take two weeks and um, just be sure. A week after they announced us in October, the next week, Carl Lentz happened. So we can, we can talk about that in a second. The interesting thing, though, is that what keeps happening is the Lord keeps clearing the path for y'all, but he's not clearing, he's not clearing a, a yard. He's clearing a foot. <laughs> and right on either side is stuff going on 
that could really derail the thing, but he's clearing, he's clearing his word is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Mm. Right? Mm. Preach That's to what me. It looks like. That's what I mean. Carl Lentz is right here. Black Lives Matter and all the trauma that our black friends are experiencing is right here on the either side of this path. But God's clearing the path for you to lead. Woo. Annie, why are you doing this three days before we open? <laughs> it's just, I'm just three telling you what days. I'm seeing. I'm not doing anything. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. That is, I mean, that's what he's doing. Mm. It seems. So what's what's different about Hillsong Atlanta? Because we have a ton of our friends listening who are Atlanta people. And we want you in your local church, wherever your local church is. If you don't have a local church, what does it look like to come to Hillsong Atlanta? I don't know what you've heard about Hillsong Church, if you're listening. But you're talking to somebody that's been a part of some of the largest ministries in the country. Yes. I have been a part of Hillsong Church now for almost a year. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, outside of what took place in New York, which to me, now that I've been in, is an outlier. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Of what Hillsong Church is in Sweden and in Paris and in South Africa and in Tokyo and in London. I've been to Edinburgh. I've been to Hillsong Edinburgh. All my friends go there in Scotland. It's beautiful. New York, it was an outlier in terms of that culture. I don't know what you've heard, but I'm telling you, it's a phenomenal ministry. And there's a lot of faithful people in Hillsong, New England, up there. 100%. Great church, phenomenal bones. So we're, we are planting from this, incre- from, this, from this house that has impacted all types of people around the world. And on top of that, within the salvation, all of that, they've been known for worship for years. It's yeah. a worship church. So when you step in, the moment you step in, you're going to experience us running after God with everything that we have, no hold bars. Music will be loud, but it will be filled with faith and expectation for God to do something in our lives in that moment. Who's the worship leader? We're rotating. We've got a collective of a lot of different Yeah, people. I love that. Ava York, who's out of Elevation Worship. She was with Elevation Worship. Now she's with us. Anna Sailors is will be there day yeah. one. She's been serving with us on in some capacity. Excited about that. Matt Brock has agreed to come yes. and lead in some moments. And just a ton of faithful worship pastors and leaders that are here in the city, but are plugging into what we're doing in a greater way. We'll launch a Hillsong Atlanta sound soon. Me and Joe Houston have been talking a lot about that. That will be a mixture of CCM and gospel at the same time. And a little bit of hip hop and pop. So when we talk about the idea of multiculturalism, we kind of have three components here that build on top of the Hillsong already, you know, incredible guts. Multiculturalism is the first. We want to address the issues that we face. We're launching a campaign. Hillsong New York had Occupy All Streets. We're going to have Across All Lines. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Across all lines that no matter how you vote, no matter where you're from, no matter what you look like, we are all making the decision to go into places that we've not gone into before for the sake of you. To sit across the table from people that are different than us, that may not have grown up the way we've grown up, but we're deciding to be unified in being unified. So for, for me, that means that we know that the context of unity, when we talk about the issues that we face in our country, the division, it, it usually gets messy when we start talking about things we don't agree on. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, on with you until we talk about, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. But we're making a pre-decision that when we disagree, we're going to be unified. We're going to pursue unity in our disagreement. Right. And I think that's one of the reasons why we can't solve a lot of these issues today because we're not unified about being unified. In other words, when things get hard, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. What we're saying is, is that white, black, Asian, Hispanic, Democrat, Republican, independent, when things get hot, we're staying in because we love Jesus. And we're going to sit and listen to each other and learn from each other and create collective solutions for our world today and build from a place of relationship first. So that's multiculturalism, you know, multi-ethnic a diverse environment, politically, racially, all the above. We want to be a part of the solution. So that's one of the things you get when you come yeah. to Hillsong Atlanta. 
Multiculturalism also in the music, you're gonna hear reggae, you're gonna hear CCM, you're gonna hear a little bit of R&B gospel, but it's all gonna be in one worship set. How's it gonna work? I don't know. I don't know. But it's been working, right? We, we had Matt Brock with Todd Galbert and Shante Camp, and they had an incredible fusion of music. So if you like a lot of different music, which if we go through our, this generation today, right? You go through your, your iPhone, your Apple Music, Probably most of y'all are jumping from, I don't, you know, I don't know what you listen to, but Justin Bieber, he goes to other, I don't know what you listen to, right? It's just, you're jumping from Tasha Cobb to Elevation to Maverick State. And so I think it can all live together. So for us, so you're getting that when you come in. The second thing you're getting is the spirit-filled environment. It's rich. We believe that the gifts of the spirit didn't cease with the apostles. That's right. Which means that, God is still handing out gifts of healing, gifts of prophecy. Let's talk about this unweird way. In a non-weird way, that's what we have to say. Theologically sound for the sake of evangelism, for the sake of proving himself, for the sake of all these other things, but he's still working. Why do I believe in the gifts of the Spirit? Why do I believe that God is still moving? Why do I believe that his power is still alive today? Well, because First time I got hands laid on me, I said to myself, I'm not falling out. It's not going to happen. I'm not faking the funk. I've seen what's happening. I've seen the late night preachers. They're pushing me over. I'm not being pushed over. I'm standing up. And I got ordained in ministry in a Pentecostal church. And they went down the line laying hands on people. He tapped me on the forehead. And all I remember is waking up. Uh When I say (laughs) <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> when I say tap, Annie, I don't mean push. I mean finger tap. Yeah. yeah. And the Holy Spirit rushed through my body. Yeah. You can experience that when you come to Hillsong in a, in a non-weird way, right? In we'll a non-weird way, right. In a non, it's very important. And, it'd be, and the last is theologically sound, apologetically focused. So I think this generation, as we kind of move into a post-Christian nation, uh, as London has been post-Christian for a while, Australia has been post-Christian, America is now becoming, based on Barnum. Yeah, coming from the West East, or coming from the coasts in, probably. Yes, coming from the coast in. Yeah. What is post-Christian, somebody's asking? It just means that, you know, at one time, uh, we were very heavy on religiosity and the idea of religion. But now the generations that are coming are starting to migrate away. And so it's becoming post-Christian. We can't expect people to know what the Bible is or to know what John said or to know what Paul said in a post-Christian nation or in a post-Christian culture, I think you need environments where hard questions can be answered. And can we just say before we go back and wish for a day when we were a, not a post-Christian country 50 years ago, we were still incredibly racist and sexist. So we weren't that Christian. Can we just say, can we say, is that okay to say? I think we have to say it because the, was a part of a lot of the oppression. Yeah, stop wishing for the good old days because the church was not kind to our neighbors in the good old days. What? All the time. There were certainly times it was, but overall, our country, it's not like we've got this glowing resume as a church. 100%. We've been a part of the oppression. We've been a part of the solution. I mean, it's just been- That's beautiful, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's imperfect people are trying. Anyway, so hard questions will be answered. So that, that's what you can expect. There's so many other things we can go down the line, but family, right? We, we want, you know, at, at the end of the day, if I, if I wanted people to remember one thing about, you know, what is Hillsong Atlanta? It's a place where we can come together for Jesus. Mm. Worshiping in spirit and in truth, it sounds like, my friend. Yes. Yeah. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to give a shout out to one of our amazing partners, Brooklyn. And well, it's spring again, or is it summer? What time is it anyway? I can't know. Either way, it may be time for a change, especially around the house. So how about a change that makes you super comfortable and makes your home look good? Enter Brooklyn. Brooklyn was started to create beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost an arm and a leg. And y'all, they've done it. They've really done it. Brooklyn works directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. So you can get their amazing array of products, but at reasonable prices. Brooklyn has something for your every comfort need. Ideal for a seasonal refresh because they're launching new products, colors, and patterns all the time. I'm talking super soft and breathable sheets 
plush and absorbent towels, cozy robes. Y'all know how I feel about robes. And comfy loungewear that you'll want to put on and never take off. They're so confident in their core products that they come with a 365-day warranty. That is wild. And fans are confident, too. They've received over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. And their customer service is top-notch. They're a dream to work with if you ever have an issue. I have multiple sets of Brooklinen sheets. And let me tell you, pretty much my only complaint about traveling for work is that I don't get to sleep on my Brooklinen sheets on the nights I'm away. Like, I can't bring them on the bus for tour right now. And that's very sad. But they're always there at home, soft and crispy and cool, ready to welcome me back. So give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code that sounds fun to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B R O O K L I N E N.com and enter promo code that sounds fun for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com promo code that sounds fun. And now back to finish my conversation with Sam. Tell me what revival looks like in Atlanta. Don't make. (laughs) I just want to know. This is what you do in every episode. I mean, (laughs) I want to talk to all the Annie Downs listeners. (laughs) You are. If you don't know this girl personally, can I say girl or what? I mean, I don't. I use that in slang uh, slang term. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Black slang. If you don't know this girl. Right, I mean, this woman is a wild woman. I just want to, <laughs> wow. He's a Jesus walking comedian wow. slash slay you in the spirit slash brilliant. Inf- oh, I mean, influ- entrepreneur. I heard your interview with Brad Lominick. I heard it. Thank you. Thank you. It was incredible. What does revival look like wow, in Atlanta? I'm just going to be honest. I think in the, we're living in the information age, the current generation, Gen- or Gen Z, if I will if I should say, is the generation that is probably one of the most intelligent and informed generations because of the information age. And I think what we need, and and I said this earlier, I alluded to it, but I got to say it again. I think what we need in this generation is a move of the spirit. Yes, I agree with you. We need a move of the spirit because everybody can argue about everything. now. You can create an argument about what Peter said at a certain time. Uh-huh. You can create an argument about what well, with the Old Testament here. And my next comment is going to kind of counter this. But people are starting to migrate away from the church because of the information and because of, and this is just what comes with being a Christian, being okay with the unknown because we'll never understand everything. Right. Ever. There's no pastor or preacher that knows everything. No. Not one. There's none of us, no. None of us know. If we did, we'd be God. So people are starting to migrate away from the church because we can't tell them everything about every last situation that God never told any of us. So it's being, it's being comfortable with trusting him in the unknown. And so I think as we live kind of in this space of going, God, I'm never going to know everything, but I trust you in not knowing everything. We need a move of the spirit to validate for us that he is who he says he is. And that I can trust him Mm -hmm. in the unknown. And when things don't make sense and, well, how come you didn't heal my dad, but you healed so-and-so? And and how come this happened? And and why was I born into this family? And why did this, and this happen to me when I was this? God, how could you, how could you? That's, those are the questions. Can we trust him when we don't understand? And I think we need a move of the spirit to calm us and say, I still got you. I'm still working. I'm still in your life. I still love you. It'll all make sense one day. But in the in-between, let me love on you. Let me teach you the things that I need you to know. I think we need to move with the spirit. That's what revival to me looks like. Individuals, multiple races coming in and experiencing the power of God in this generation. That's one. And I think the second, as we talk about you know, a revival, I think it's a revival of theology in which we are answering the questions that we do have the answers to. Yes, (laughs) Yes. that's it. That's it. We have a lot of answers to a lot of things, but many of us have not studied. And so- Full stop. (laughs) Many of us have not studied. Many of us have not studied. Let's just say- Myself included. I haven't studied as much as I could have. I'm getting ready to get my master's now. I'm in school. So it's, we got to be able to answer the questions that 
we do have the answers too. And we, we have a pastor of apologetics on staff with us to wrestle specifically outside of Sunday morning with the deeper issues that people need to know about. You know, what, what does God say about LGBTQIA plus? How does that work? Are gay people going to heaven? Wait, how, is, is gay, is it, like, how do we, re- these are the questions that we need to at least be able to wrestle with. How is God sovereign and providential at the same time? How does that work? And so that's what revival looks like to me, a revival of information, a revival of theology, and a revival of the move of the spirit over yeah. our lives. I think I used to say when I, we both grew up there and I used to imagine when I thought about revival, I used to imagine the Omni, which isn't there anymore now, it's Phillips Arena, the Omni being full of people, the Fulton County Stadium or, you know, the Dome and now Mercedes-Benz being full of people worshiping. And Passion has done that. You know, they've done that. They've filled that room and it looks like revival. And then I think, but you know what? I want to like walk through coffee shops in Atlanta and hear people asking hard questions and hear people answering them. (laughs) Right? Doesn't that kind of feel like revival that like, you're, you're at East Pole Coffee Company and there's people going like, the questions you're asking about our friends who are LGBTQ, our friends who are of different races that don't feel welcome at churches, our friends who don't feel loved by their friends or family for whatever reason, for the major they've picked it at Georgia Tech or for the neighborhood they chose to live in or the person they decided to marry. And we've got someone sitting across to them from Hillsong Atlanta saying, yeah, I bet that is hard. Let me show you a couple of things that scripture says. Let's just like work our way down. Man, that that feels like, I want to see those stairs at East Pole Coffee Company full of people having those kind of discipleship conversations, right? 100%. And I would be remiss if I didn't say this, because the spirit of the Lord brought it to me. Revival, I think specifically, even, even on top of everything that we said, it looks like when we have hard moments of division, us coming together. That, for me, is a dream. I think all of us can remember summer of 2020 and every hard moment that we've ever had racially in this country over the last five years. It is the worst feeling that we have ever had because we are staring across from people and commenting on people's profiles that love Jesus but look differently than us, and we're fighting. Yes, Sam, when you think about, I would like to think we're never going to have another moment like last summer. I don't think that's realistic. I think the chances of things happening in our culture, particularly in our country, that cause another very loud uprising and protest could happen again. How are you going to lead through that? What does that look like as a, as a Sam Collier to lead through that? I mean, you already did it last summer. You were leading through George Floyd and through Ahmaud Arbery, and you were leading through that. I was leading through that, Annie, but I really felt alone. Hmm. I was alone. I was a lone ranger standing in between both worlds going, guys, hold on. Yeah, you were. Guys, hold on. I kept saying to my Black friends, hey, it's not that, and again, we've got some bad ones. I want to say that. But it's not that white people don't care about you. It's that they don't understand Mm. what you're saying and what we're going through. Right. They've never been exposed. And then I had to tell my white friends, hey, I think there's some things you didn't know about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, let me tell you, as a woman, there are some things I didn't know about, Sam. And that was me going, guys, guys, wait, wait, wait. We're missing each other here. Yeah. And, And this is not, again, I'm not talking about the radicals. That's right. And I love the radicals. Jesus loves the radicals. But for me, I, I'm not called to the radicals. I'm called to the moderate, the middle, the reasonable. That's, that's the term we're using, the reasonable. We want a church filled with reasonable people. That they can vote differently, they can believe, but they're reasonable in their dialogue. T.D. Jake said, if reasonable men stop having the conversation, then unreasonable men will start having it. Wow. Wow. And so for me, what, again, when we talk about navigating, I felt like there were only a few reasonable people that understood what it means to come together in the middle fighting for both sides, mm-hmm. not because people didn't want to, but that knew how to. Yeah. And so for me, one of the reasons we wanted to start this church is to create more of us and to help others that are going. And I want to be a part of this, but I don't really know what's 
Like, hey, so when another moment like this happens, it's not just Sam. It's 5,000 people going, all right, we know what to do. A house for the reasonable to reach out to the unreasonable. Will you do that, though? Yeah, okay. And to reach out to one another. Come on over to the house. Let's get some food. Put the music on and let's talk. So for those of us who don't live in Atlanta, what do you need? Do you need, can we give you money? Can we send prayer? What, like, what do y'all, what does Hillsong Atlanta need from the rest of us? My God. I mean, I, I hate to be the money guy. You, I, I, I asked. <laughs> I, you didn't lead with this. I asked you what, we need, what you need. Yeah, I mean, you know, Hillsong and Hillsongs have worked around the world because each one of them are autonomous and they support, the local community supports it. Great. So if the local community doesn't help fund it, there are hill songs that existed that don't exist anymore. Yeah. And you never heard about them because they weren't able to be sustainable. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, I mean, I think people hear the the word in the brand hill song because it has become a brand and they think, oh man, they're going to fund everything. It's like, but if they fund every church. I thought that until you're telling me this until the last 18 seconds. Right. I thought Brian Houston just said, okay, gold sprinkle dust. Right. Here you go. Make a church. Well, and, and here's what's great about his I song. I can't yeah, wait till you take Brian Houston to opera, by the way. Can I just come down the day that Brian? <laughs> if you come down this weekend, which they're listening to this after this weekend, <laughs> we I will escort you through the back entrance. That was always a dream. 27-year-old Annie would have loved that. <laughs> Not because you're kind of a Christian celebrity, because obviously Hillsong doesn't do We ain't do doing celebrity. that anymore. No, no. <laughs> Hillsong ain't touching that with a 10-foot pole. We, we love Justin Bieber, but it's like we just got to fit. And so... Not because you're that, but because you're my friend. And I'm like, Annie, I need you to have a good seat to see where Brian is sitting. <laughs> oh, is he there this weekend? He's here this weekend. Wow. Oh, I'm so glad, Sam. Okay, I hope y'all post some pictures and we can show them next, because everybody's hearing this on Wednesday and y'all, and we're recording it the day, a couple of days before the weekend. Brian is here. Bobby is here. Ben is here. Darren is here. Chris Mendez, Latin America is here. Like, People. I'm grateful all over again you made time for this when Bobby and Brian Houston are in town with you. I'm so sorry. Annie, Lord, I have mercy. You're amazing. And this is one of the most incredible platforms in Christianity. And you need to, you know that, but you need oh, to know very that. Kind. And for me, it was a no brainer. I could be in the middle of a revival and I'm stepping out and going, Andy, right, let's have a <laughs> Andy, let's have a talk, yeah. Okay, good. So Brian Houston's already experienced opera. Okay, so where do we go to, if we want to contribute and, and so into a house for the reasonable <laughs> in Atlanta that is going to bring the gospel to people who do not know it and that is going to be a part of multicultural reconciliation in a city that has long been divided, how do we do that? Go to hillsong.com forward slash Atlanta, hillsong.com forward slash Atlanta. Scroll down, you'll see the give button and you can give. And listen, every dollar that we get, I pray over every dollar, every day. I wake up, I go to push pay, put a notification in and I pray over every dollar that we get every single day because I really can't believe that anybody's giving anything. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like, why would somebody, like, this is unbelievable. People are doing this. And so, guys, we will steward every resource that you give us at the highest level. You can guarantee that. And on yeah, top of that, you guarantee we, that because they've had a, I was just, a year of people not doing that. <laughs> on top of that, we also just came out of a situation in, in New York. So and in every Dallas. Dollar, and in Dallas. And in Dallas. And so... <laughs> Look, the pressure on us is like every day I'm on the phone with somebody going, <laughs> I mean, we just, it was just a Chick-fil-A meal for the volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Henderson gave us 20% off. I did the best I could. <laughs> I mean, we had to feed the volunteers because we, they already accused us of not doing it. We have to do the volunteers right. Lord, uh, Sam. I told them they couldn't get the, the large fry. We yes. had to do the regular. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just want people to hear clearly that you didn't, I asked this for us because I, w- I want to know what I can do. And when we hang up from this call, I will be a part of sewing into what's going on in Hillsong Atlanta. But so we can give money. What can we pray? What are the prayers? What's the things you want to see? Yeah, Annie, I think um, we need a lot of prayers. And 
the reason I say that is because somebody told me the other day, we were in a staff meeting and they said, we're kind of going after some big uh, mountains here. Yes. Spiritual mountains. Spiritual mountains. We're going after racism. We're going after political division. Mm-hmm. We're going after elevating women in ministry. We're going after a lot of things. Spirit. We're going after answering hard questions. The enemy is not excited. I mean, if, if there's somebody out there that wants to pray for us every day, please. Yeah. yeah. And again, I think things happen the way they happen. But, you know, I do believe a lot of, you know, even some of the spiritual attack that has been on Hillsong lately is because they've let us in. It's the first black thing in their world. The enemy is not excited in a global church. They're setting the precedent for some things and saying, hey, we're going to be a part of healing the racial. The enemy doesn't want this to happen. That's why we haven't gotten out of the game in spite of anything, because we know what God has called us to. Yeah. You and Tony aren't quitters. That's what I know. You're not quitters. You'll move on when God tells you to move on, but you're not quitting. No, this is what we believe the Lord's called us to. The mission is too great. And we're, I believe we're going to see unity like never before. Mm. So please, guys, pray for us. Plead the blood of Jesus. I mean, pray against every demonic attack that would come against what God is trying to do in this city. Yeah. Um, in song Atlanta and like in all of it. So just pray for us because we need it. Um, and we need and pray for revival. So. Oh, I'm proud of you, friend. What a dream to get to watch God just move you, move you like a chess piece. You're, you decided he could move you like a chess piece for that city. I don't know a lot of people that he's done that for in that city, like he's doing it for you and doing it for the city through you. So thank you. As someone whose entire family still is there, thank you for loving that city so well and giving your, you have given your life to Atlanta. That is not a small thing, my friend. Annie, I'm going to ask you publicly on the on the podcast, can you, will you come and preach? <laughs> yes, of course I will. Oh my gosh, I would love to anytime. Yes, we will find a time in the fall or in the winter that works for you. I'd be very, it'd be a huge honor. She said yes. I want everybody to hear. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay, hey, the last question we always ask because the show is called That Sounds Fun, Sam Collier, pastor of Hillsong Atlanta. Tell me what sounds fun to you. Oh my gosh. What sounds fun to me is wearing house shoes. Okay. Walking around the apartment complex. Where do you get your house shoes? Do you have special ones? I'll be honest. Tony knows where everything is. I don't know where anything is. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm not 0% surprised. Keep going. (laughs) And so she showed up with house shoes one day and I Uh said, thank you. Yeah. And (laughs) so wearing those around the apartment. Wearing those around the apartment, walking around, you know, there's a little pool here, eating gummy bears. Okay. Dancing. I mean, that to me is what sounds fun. <laughs> and watching every episode of Harry Potter, don't come at me. <laughs> Let me lead. Let me lead how I lead. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Let me rest how I rest. <laughs> Just like, come on, guys. I'm like, I know witchcraft. I get it. I get it. <laughs> They're like, uh, who said I'm the spirit? And you watch. I'm not, I know, I know. I know, I know. We, we're all growing and changing. Can we all just be allowed to grow and change? Oh, Sam, I love you and Tony and your daughter so much. Thank you for doing this. And thank you for serving Atlanta. I, I'm honored to get to have you on the show. This was honestly a true honor. You know, we're friends, but you didn't have to have me on. And it means the world and in the midst of everything that's happening that you would take time to do this and shine a light on us. It means the world. Oh, y'all, isn't he awesome? My gosh, that, I mean, I've had a lot of conversations with Sam and that was my favorite one ever. That was absolutely my favorite one ever. Uh, if you want to be a part of what they are doing at Hillsong Atlanta, you can go to hillsong.com slash Atlanta and see the location. You can go and be a part of it. If you, like me, don't live in Atlanta, but you'd like to sow into that ministry, literally thinking like seeds, like planting into their ministry by giving a little bit of money. If you want to give $5, $1, if you want to give $10,000, whatever makes you happy. But if we each just did like $5, If we each gave $5 to Hillsong Atlanta, 
it would make a huge difference. You can just do that at hillsong.com slash Atlanta. I just checked and you just scroll just a little bit and you see the place where you can donate. So I hope you'll hop on and do that. And keep Sam, his wife, Tony, their daughter, and Hillsong Atlanta in your mind and your heart as we pray for this new church that is launching out. Hey, if you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And on a tour bus, because we're coming to you, you guys. Go to AnnieFDowns.com for all the information if you want a ticket to a tour stop that is not sold out. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun. I'll do the same. Well, I'm getting on a bus. But you guys have a great week, and we'll see you back here on Friday as we continue Innia Summer 2021 with our Type 1s.